T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. No games on the schedule? No! That doesn't stop us from talking football. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Here are your hosts, past WFCA President Tom Swiddle and WSSP High School Insider Big Time Mike McGiver. Uh, Welcome into the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development, I am Mike McGivern alongside my co-host this week. He's sitting in for Tom Swiddle. He's the owner of Raising the Stakes Fundraising, Tony Rush. How are you, Tony? I'm fantastic, Mike. Thanks for having me in, and thanks, Coach, for uh, taking the weekend off. Yeah, there you go. He, uh, We've done this before, so so we uh, th- this is easy, man. You and I chat, and we could do it ourselves for a couple hours, but um, I appreciate the help booking this show. And we've got a good show. Our first guest is Julius Davis, running back from Nominee Falls. We're going to talk to you for a while. Then Jake Davis, head coach from Germantown at 1030, will join us. At 11 o'clock, Ed Garza from Healing Patriots uh, will join us. Uh, Dave Keel from Homestead at 1115. Greg Mauling from Oconomowoc. We're going to talk a lot of high school football today. The guy that just walked out, one of the one of the better coaches, I think, in the area, Brian Fletcher, has done a great job at Ursine Horlick. Yeah, Fletch, Fletch is a great guy. Uh, I, I've met him one one time before our little introduction this morning, yep. again, to, to get reacquainted. Uh, but I hear nothing but great things about him, man. and uh, I, I wish him nothing but success because he's clearly a great man. And, and Coach Burke is a heck of a nice guy, too. And being a firefighter, I mean, yeah, how do you get any better that? than that, serving the country, and that's awesome. You know, when he said, uh, I like when he said, look, I can, I can look these kids in the youth program in the eye and say, look, I'm going to be here. You know, down in the Racine area, that's – that hasn't happened a lot with some some guys, and for him to be able to look at them and say, "I'm going to be here," so you develop and and come play for me at the high school level, um, I think that's the reason his that youth rebel youth program has grown to the point that that they need to be a standalone now, and uh, and good for him. And I appreciate those guys coming in. Wisconsin does not uh, the Badgers don't normally offer running backs from the state of Wisconsin. It's <laughs> it's it's just not something that they do a lot. And the young man from from Nominee Falls, Julius Davis, um, he did get that offer. And and if you haven't seen this kid play, you need to go 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 check him out on YouTube. Go to Huddle and and watch the way Julius Davis plays football. It is what what I like about the way he plays is he can be really shifty and and and, and graceful. And then there are times he just puts his head down and runs through people, and you don't see that combination back. A whole lot, and he's joining us right now from Menominee Falls, Julius Davis. Julius, how you doing today? I'm great. How are you, man? I'm good. How uh, you guys uh, almost done with school now for the summer, right? Pretty close. Yeah, we have two weeks left of school. Julius, take care of your business in these two weeks. I know what it was like back then. The sun is shining, and you're thinking maybe I don't need to get this homework done. I know it's hard. Take care of that business. <laughs> yeah, you know, school is important, so. Got to get that done first before I do anything else. Man, there you go. Hey, um, 
we talked the show before this is the youth sports show, and I know you played in the youth uh, program in Menominee Falls. Do you remember some of the first memories of of playing in third, fourth grade? Uh, I definitely remember. You know, I, I originally was from Milwaukee, and I ended up moving here to the Falls. Um, and I remember, you know, competing with the other running back, uh, Vincent. You know, he's in my grade. Me and him were competing back and forth, you know, for the starting spot. Yeah. Um, so I think that's like one of my biggest memories, you know, being able to compete at such a young age. You know, you know, the way I handled it was pretty good. Did you know that you wanted to, to, to be a running back uh, at an early age? Uh, oh, yeah. I saw uh, Barry Sanders play. I saw like some of his highlights and I was like, oh, yeah, I want to play running back. Like that's that's my uh, that's my position, you know. Um, but, you know, I was open to playing other positions, but. That's that's where my heart's at. You know, um, we're talking to uh, Julius Davis. He's a Badger recruit, and uh, he's just about done with his junior year at Menominee Falls. Julius, when when you think of yourself as as what type of running back, do, do you look at a Barry Sanders? Because when I see you play, and I was and I just talked about this a little earlier, it, it normally you'll see a kid that is either really shifty and quick. Or a kid that's more like a bulldozer just going to run over people. Very seldom do you see a kid that's really shifty and can also just kind of go through guys if he has to. Um, what what running back do you see that that you go, boy, that's 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 who I'm like right there? Uh, I definitely have to say Marshawn Lynch. You know, I, I watch a lot of his uh, workouts and you know highlights and stuff too um, to try and like better my game. Um, I also watch a little bit of Saquon Barkley too. A lot of people think I'm like him too. Um, he's pretty good. So he's really good. Uh, we're talking to Julius Davis, running back from Nominee Falls. He'll spend his senior year at the Falls and then head out to uh, to Madison uh, to put on the red and white and be a Badger. Uh, Tony Rush sitting in today for for uh, Tom Swiddle. Tony, Julius, good morning, buddy. Good morning, Coach. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to make sure that we got Julius on here, he is a very good football player, clearly. Uh, you don't get a Badger offer without being a special football player. But I really wanted to to talk to Julius this morning. He's one of the most respectful, upstanding young men that I've met uh, in my 20-plus years of coaching youth football. Uh, my son Mason and, and Julius are good friends and Mason played up as a fourth grader on a fifth grade team where where Julius was a year ahead of him. And uh, he every time I see Julius, he's like, "Hey, coach." He gives me a you know a handshake and a half hug kind of thing. And uh, Julius, I want I want you to share with the the audience right now. Well, where where do you grounded? Where where do you get your your character from? Because boy, you are are one heck of a good good young man. And I just want you to talk about that and help other aspiring players understand what the importance of being a great kid is. Thank you. Um, I definitely want to say it came from my parents. Um, you know, it it came from the foundation they started me with. You know, with respect and respecting your elders, and you know, making sure God came first. Um, you know, just being humble too. So you know, me, I I'm more of a like you know nice person. I I like to have fun, like to see smiles on everybody's face. So, um, you know, my dad and my mom helped me realize that that there's no like life is too short to be mean and disrespectful to everybody you know it's it's 
better to just be happy, live your life, have a happy life, you know. Hey, Julie, that you know what it's it's, and I've been a basketball coach for a while. I it's got to be hard sometimes because you have to switch that off a little bit when you get on the football field. You know, you get you got it. Watching some of your highlights, you, you run angry a little bit. You know, and that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And and you know, as as I watch you play, it's it's hard to think of you being you know happy and getting people to smile when you're running through guys. So you there's a switch you got to turn on, right? Oh yeah, of course. You know that that's something that you know as an athlete you're gonna have to over time build. Um, you know, you got to know the right place and the right time to be respectful and all that stuff, like after a football game or, you know, the sportsmanship part of it, you know, I'm not going to start calling you out, like cussing at you, any of that stuff. Um, you know, I'm going to help you up, even if I score, you know, and I run you over, I'm going to help you back up, and I'll say, good job, man. Um, you know, after the game, I'm going to say, great game. You know, you guys did one hell of a job. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, there's, there's a switch when I get in the game, uh, you know, because – I'm not only playing for myself, but I'm playing for my team and my uh, community. Yeah, and so, your school. Um, These are kids you've played football with for a long time. Yeah, and- yeah. We've been, you know, our hard work, sweat in the weight room, it's insane. So playing, the, playing like I personally, our team motto is like play for the guy next to you. Um, you know, every time we get in the huddle and we get in a tough situation, that's what we say to each other. We look each other in the eyes and say play for each other. We're in this together. Hey, Julius, can you uh, talk about some of your teammates that uh, you think are going to be major contributors this coming season that uh, are right there sweating sweating it out with you, working out in the, in the weight room that, that you guys are going to be able to look to to count on this year? Uh, I think we're all going to do great. Um, but if I had to select a few, I'd probably say uh, Maury Bamba, Dominic Coleman, Michael Young, and uh, Jacob Kaus and Damon Moore. Um, you know, they've they've been putting so much work in the weight room and this track season, we've all been working hard, you know, to, to get to state. And then after that, transfer that into football to get to state. Um, but yeah, we, we've been doing on the side things for football. Uh, we have a seven on seven league scheduled for uh, the summer. So, you know, we're, we're pretty pumped, you know, we're working really hard to get this all done. And I hate to state. Julius. I hope a couple of those names for some of your offensive linemen, because those are the guys you better call out and say, I love those guys. Oh yeah. Brandon Niles, Jack Bassler, um, Jacob Rochier, you know, some of them we're not sure if they're going to play this year. Um, but I know two of them have been putting a lot of work in, uh, in football or in track, yep. um, you know, they're PR and left and right and shot put and disc. So they're doing a great job this year. You know, their work ethic has skyrocketed over this year. So, well, hopefully they uh, come uh, now. It's like mid August, I guess, beginning of August. Oh, July 31st. July 31st. The first day of practice is August 1st this year. So, man, that seems like summer it's shorter just and shorter. Too soon. But uh, make sure those kids are playing. Julius, can we hold you over for one more segment? Got a couple more questions. You got more time? Yes, I have more time. Excellent. He's Julius Davis, running back from Menominee Falls. He is a Badger recruit in a couple of years, and I love the fact because they don't do that very often. The guys up in Madison they they hope that some of these guys hope that they they love the chance to go to Wisconsin. Will take a preferred walk on, or um, they'll they'll wait to see if they can get the the, the, the slots filled. And they came out early because their belief in this young man. 
and offered him uh, last year. And I, I love the fact this kid's going to stay home and his dream was to play for the Badgers. I like that stuff. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation with him. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented, as always, by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Tom Swiddle off this week. Tony Resch, he's the owner of that company, is my co-host. You can always reach him, Tony, at RaisingTheStakesInc.com or go to their website, RaisingTheStakesInc.com as well. We're joined by Julius Davis, running back for the Menominee Falls Indians. Going to Wisconsin, he is just about done with his junior year. Hey, Julius, when you were talking about all the work you guys are doing, you know, that you guys better be doing that kind of work because that greater Metro Conference is no joke, man. Brook Central, Brook East, Sussex, Hamilton, Marquette, Germantown, Tosa West, Tosa East, West Dallas, Hale. There's, there, there might be people may consider one or two of those teams an easier putt, but, man, every week you guys got to be ready to play. Oh, yeah, of course. Um you know, it, this really separates, you know, the men from the boys, you know, who's really, you know, who's willing to, you know, go for that bump and fight harder, you know, um, because we don't have it easy, you know. You, you never should want it to be easy. Um, so, you know, our coaches prepare us well to always make sure we're mentally and physically uh, tough for the game coming up, you know. Hey, Julius, uh I know you're a little young to maybe uh, be thinking too far ahead, but after your football days are over, so let's say you, you go to the Badgers and and uh, hopefully have a great three, four-year career there and maybe stay stay home again and play for the Packers eventually. Man. Uh, after after you're done with your football career, you, you got any thoughts or aspirations on what you want to do uh, after football as far as a, a career after that? Um, I'm definitely thinking in something that has to do with, you know, business or uh, physical therapy. Um, but, you know, I also want to help out in the community, uh, you know, volunteer and help out with, like, homeless kids or homeless people, you know. Um, you know, just do whatever I can in the community to try and make it better. Julius, yeah, what uh, pretty good student? You take care of your business in the classroom? Oh, yeah. I have a 3.5 GPA right now. boy, That good good for you. That that uh, that makes me smile because that means you t- you – understand the true word student athlete you know it's not a uh, it's not a right that you get to play football it's a privilege and you earn that privilege by taking care of your business in the classroom and, and I respect the fact that obviously your your parents said hey look you're going to take care of your business early on hey what what is the um what's the magic number for you as far as carries you know do you want 20 a game do you want 30 a game you want what what would be if you could say look this is what I need per game. What what's that number? Um, I really don't need any carries. You know, if, if the coach feels that like he wants to hand me the ball, um, then I'm gonna do like what I have to do when I get the ball. Um, I don't I don't think it's fair to the rest of the team to say that I need carries. Um, you know, I'm just there to make sure I do what I have to do, do my job, and make sure I, uh, you know, help the team out. Hey, can uh, you catch the ball pretty well out of the backfield? 
Yeah, I, I I'm pretty good. <laughs> soft you know, hands. You know what? Soft hands. I mean, you can uh, catch it. No, nah, not no, nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something for you to work on. Yeah, I mean, I can I can catch it. Um, you know, I'm not a wide receiver, but I can catch pretty close to them. Um, you know, at my I went to a camp in Chicago for Under Armour. And I only dropped one ball the whole day. Um, for not touching the ball in like six months, so it was pretty good. Hey Julius, outside of uh, you mentioned your track, you're working hard with your teammates. Uh, you know, you, you know, you mentioned Brandon Niles. Uh, uh, I love that kid. When he had the longer hair, I used to tease him. He looked like the Undertaker, the wrestler. Uh, and and I see him a lot because he competes with Mason in the shot put. What what events do you run uh, to stay in shape and and uh, keep it rocking as a running back? Uh, I originally run, you know, I do the open one and two, um, and the four by one and four by two. But this year, we have a lot of uh, incoming freshmen that are or not incoming freshmen, but um, you know they're pretty fast, and you know they can take on some of the races for us older people. So then I can help score and <laughs> yeah. shot put and uh, long jump. So uh, I do the four by one long jump and shot put now this year to help, you know score for the other places that we need them and then the freshmen you know come up and make up for that as long as the sophomores too hey how uh how's the track team at at uh Nami falls you guys pretty competitive oh yeah we're pretty competitive we the gmc is insanely good oh my gosh <laughs> yeah it's, well oh. brookfield east is ridiculous in track and field that mike over there their coach was the national coach high school coach of the year a couple years ago and that 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 program track and field. I know Marquette does really well because they they uh, I don't think it's mandatory, but pretty close if you're a football player and they want you in, on the track team as well. So they got some pretty good athletes, and Bro- I'm sure Brook Central is they're good in everything. So I'd assume they're good in track. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been surprising because it's been between us, Falls, and Tulsa East and Brookies. Like Tulsa yeah. East came like sparked up this year and. Is just doing insanely good this year. So it's a, it's a three-way competitive, you know. That's awesome. GMC title. So we're talking with Julius Davis, running back and, and track and field guy, Menominee Falls. Uh, you, you don't play basketball, baseball, any of those other sports? Uh, when I was younger, I did. I play them for fun now. <laughs> yeah, um, he is going to Wisconsin after his senior year at, at Menominee Falls. Hey, when you get your schedule, Julius, is there one game? that you circle, you know, is there, in your mind, if there was one game that I could assure you of a victory next year, what game would that be? Every game. <laughs> no, you've got one. Is there a rivalry game that you get up a little bit more for? Um, Yeah, it, it's always against, it had to be between Sussex and Germantown. Yeah. Um, Coach Davis yeah, is going to be walking in the door here to be in studio. It's too bad you didn't get to shake his hand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jake didn't. Yeah, yeah, Jake would shake his hand today. So, yeah, oh, he would today. Come game day, you. Yeah, I don't know till after. <laughs> yeah, that Sussex Hamilton Menominee Falls matchup is, is such a good rivalry game that I and I love. I've been to a number of Sussex Hamilton games and they come out no matter what. But when it's Menominee Falls, it's at a different level. You know, I know oh, basketball, yeah. football. Those guys. Uh, 
you know, you, you see each other walking down the street. There's Sussex Hamilton guys across the street. You won't be able to go, no, man, we whooped you guys. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, for me, as someone who's lived in the falls for, you know, 24 years now, uh, I've been to probably 20 Sussex <laughs> Falls games, and it doesn't matter what the records are going in, whether somebody's undefeated or hasn't won a game. That is the, the battle of the battle of the year for sure for each team. Yeah, n- no doubt. Hey, Julius, what, uh, you know, your senior year coming up, I just want you to, to make sure that you take a lot of snapshots in your head because this thing goes by quick. You know, it's the year of lasts next year for you. It'll be the last time you play Marquette. It'll be the last time you play Brook Central. You know, that kind of stuff. The last uh, Friday night homecoming game. So make sure that you take all kinds of snapshots and, and enjoy all that stuff. Yes, I will. Yeah, I think it's, it's really important. Oh, yeah, it's definitely, you know, starting to sit in a little bit, you know. Uh, you know, being younger, listening to the older guys, you know, you really don't think about it, oh, it won't be that bad. But, you know, thinking about it now, it's like, man, I just I want to just spend all the time in the world with my teammates. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely setting in, um, trying to make, make the best out of this year as we can as a team, so. Well, Julius, I for for me personally, the reason again that I when Mike said, "Hey, do you have some ideas of some people to either have in studio or talk?" Uh, I, I want to personally thank you because, man, you you have proven uh, exactly why I wanted to showcase not only who you are as a football player, but who you are as a as such a high quality, upstanding young man. So I, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate what you've what you've done here today for us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Hey, guys. So. Um, this hasn't been released yet, but I'm I'm breaking news here, just so you know. On uh, Thursday night, September 20th, Thursday Night Lights High School Football Game of the Week, I'm the sideline reporter, Menominee Falls, Sussex Hamilton. Oh, there you go. So we're going to showcase, Julius, you'll be showcased uh, September 20th. I'll be on the sidelines, get a chance to introduce myself in person. But that game that you talked about that you circle, that Sussex Hamilton game, Thursday night, September twentieth, and you'll be on Thursday night lights on on uh, on my twenty four that night. And I look forward to being able to watch you in person, up close, and uh, be able to see you guys take on Sussex Hamilton. Thank you. It's going to be awesome. It'll be awesome. He, again, he's heading to Wisconsin. He's got one more year. He's going to take full advantage of it at Menominee Falls. He's Julius Davis. Julius, have a good weekend. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Julius. You have a good one. Well, that's a good kid right there. Great. Tony did good. Great young man. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks. really good. And we talked about that conference and head coach from Germantown, Jake Davis, coming in the studio. Yeah, he's uh, waiting at the door right now. We got to go let him in. To... I'll let him in. I'll let him in. I'm going to yell at him, though. I got something <laughs> to yell at him about. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising, Leadership Development. I'm Mike McGivern. Alongside this week's co-host is Tony Resch. You can reach uh, Tony. Go to RaisingTheStakesInc.com. 
Our next in-studio guest. You got nothing but Davises, I guess, on the show today. <laughs> All one big family today. Yeah. yeah. Jake Davis, the head football coach at Germantown High School. Coach, how you been? Real good. Thanks for having me you on. You look good today. I appreciate that. I'm going to yell at you to start. I hear that. Yeah. yeah so um, I get invited by our, my co-host to come out to the leadership uh, thing that he had going on. A bunch of coaches. Great place in Germantown, right? And uh, never once did I expect that I was going to uh, to cry at that thing, Coach. Well, I'm glad it had an impact. It's, uh, you, it's an important thing. And that's the emotions, remember. It's, it, that's not crying. It's emotions coming out. So, And it and you know what? You did a great job. Thank you. You you, uh, you were really good at that. And when you said, look, this is the first time I've done this, um, dude, you should, you know, you might be able to make a living doing that. It was really impactful for a guy like me. So I just want – I yell at you a little bit in jest, but <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say thank you. And I meant to reach out and ask you for that deck. And so I'm going to ask you in person. If I could get – if I give you my email, can you email me the deck that you – that you utilized that yeah, day? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm willing to. That's that's what it's all about. It's about spreading the influence, spreading Oof. positive messages. So I'm willing to give you anything I got. So if if I could explain, because some some people might be like, well, what is he talking about here? Uh, in the leadership development part of raising the stakes, we want to help coaches and kids, you know, develop culture and develop mindset and all that kind of stuff. So we actually had Jake in, in our seventh influence meeting. So we invite coaches from all spectrums it doesn't matter if you're football baseball basketball golf we want any any coach that wants to be there we have like-minded people who want to do great things for the kids that they coach uh and and be better men and better women and uh so we invited jake and and he he had again mike nailed it out of the park here uh jake was unbelievable uh the emotion that came out that day the message uh i know i can tell you personally coach there were 55 coaches in that room and, and there was not one of them that didn't contact me to say, wow, you need to have Jake be the first guy I speak at every event that you do going forward because it was so impactful. I would not – look, I, I get a chance to speak a lot. I wouldn't want to follow you. <laughs> and, I, you know, I don't do it for a living, but I do it a lot. I, I, nope. I, let me go first and then have him follow me type stuff. And I just – Look, the story, Jake, and 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 I don't need for and, and I apologize if I'm blindsiding you on this. I I, no. I am, but when when you said, "Look, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my life, and the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life, all happened at the same moment, within a minute of each other." Um, you 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 and your wife were expecting twins, and yep. and and son made it, and your daughter did not. Correct, and. When you utilize that in your leadership part, and you talked about how your second family, which was this group of boys in the locker room, when you came back, that was the part that got me. You know, that was the part. And when you said, look, my mom, you know, my wife's here and my dad's here, and you talked about that second family as coaches, that's what we strive for, man. Mm-hmm. And all the, st- all the emotion that you talked about that you had, and when your wife said, you need to go... You need to go see those guys. Mm-hmm. Go see them. And how they f- came and fully embraced you and said, what do you need from us, was a, just a a story that, that look, I'm so sorry for your loss. I am. And I got a sure. chance to see your son at the combine and him running around. <laughs> and that, again, brought a tear to my eye because, man, I, I you know, that's a cool kid right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool kid. Um, but as, you know, we're grown men and we're talking about football and we're talking about a tough sport. And that that got a lot of people in that room, Coach, and there was so much love for you. 
that I think if everybody, Tony, and you'd agree, could, could have stood up and hugged you at that point, <laughs> we would have done that. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate that. And I'm not much of a hugger, so that was okay. Oh, but, yeah, but I, no, I would have been all over you, pal. But, um, you know, it's just that's the power of football. That's the power of what, what, what I consider one of the greatest team sports, you know, there is. And it's just amazing. And in a time we're under attack in certain areas and stuff like that, I think it's important that people hear these messages and meet, see what it means to the people that are involved with it and how, how big of an impact it can have. And, and for me, too, it's just, you know, that my, my daughter, you know, doesn't just go by the wayside for any reason. I want to make sure that people know what that meant and what impact she had on myself and a whole group of young men. She wasn't here very long in this world and what, what it can do. So. Yeah, Tony, when, you know, coaches can take, and that's the only one of the, these that I've gone to. You've done seven, you said, right? Yep, seven of them so far. And um, I, that's the only one that I've been to, and I will come back to another one because I learned a lot, um, not only for what I do as a husband and as an employee, but as a coach. I mean, there were things in 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 everybody speak. Ed Garza was coming on the show. You know, you want to talk about another guy that has you know he's been Helen back with what he did for a living, and so I didn't know what to expect. And and you allow these guys, I'm sure, to take this in the direction they want to take it in. They can be pretty much all football if you want. If you want to get more personal, get more personal. And when Jake started talking about that and the culture that he's he's built and building in Germantown and be able to put this together, that, look, all this stuff that I keep talking about and keep teaching and instilling in these kids all came to fruition when I walked back into that that locker room. And I think just how powerful the things that as coaches we try to accomplish sometimes in some of these kids' lives, that's what you guys talk about at these. Yeah, our mission and our goal, uh, again, in everything that we do is to touch people's lives in a positive way. And and really, when you said we, we, we let them have the latitude, we let them have the latitude to speak what they want to about the X's and O's of life. The X's and O's of football, basketball, um, anybody that's coached for a significant amount of time, you know darn well, anybody can drop a play. And anybody can draw up a defense to stop that play. It's how are you how are you touching the hearts and minds of your athletes? And that's what we talk about with the coaches when we have a present. You know, Jake did a phenomenal job, and we've had guys like Dave Keel and Steve Jones and Clay Iverson and Steve Rucks and in the Panthe Fritz Rauch, the pantheon of coaches in the state. Uh it, it's not a mistake that we're getting these guys together because they all can learn from each other. Everybody steals from each other, which is key. Uh, and, and that's why we do what we do. I'm sitting next to Dave Keel during this. Oh, he's and the biggest note taker on the planet. He's taking notes like crazy, and yeah. I'm thinking, man, and 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 again, the emotional side of it, because you know Dave's an emotional guy. Yeah. And 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 you look around um, during Jake uh, Jake Davis's uh, speech, and here here's what I want to make sure that people understand that this isn't a coach's clinic. This no. is not a coach's clinic. No, not at like all. Like you said, we're not talking about how you run a bubble screen better than you know the next. This was all leadership stuff. And hey, we're gonna you're gonna stay in studio for a while, right? Absolutely. We got to get to uh, somebody on the phone. We're doing a broad stop in Muskego, um, and every week uh, we we do these, and I try to reach out um, to to people that were raising money for the Croatia U14 girls red soccer team, Janesville Road in Muskego, Ali Buckner. Is on the phone with us, Allie. How you doing today? Good morning. We're doing great. How are you guys? Great. Hey, let's. Uh, if you're going to be in Muskego, anywhere near near Janesville Road, uh, go to the pick we and are. save. Yeah, right out in front. Let's raise some money. Uh, how many girls from the soccer team are there? 
Because we've got about 10 girls out here dressed up and, and super excited to see everybody. Man, that's awesome. The um, Johnsonville donates the brats. Brownberry donates the buns. We got Frank's sauerkraut, Mount, Mount Olive pickles, and uh, and the little yellow peppers. Pick and Save does a great job donating water and soda. And 100% of the proceeds today, they'll be there from 11 to 1. 100% of the proceeds will go to the uh, U14 Croatia Girls Red Soccer Team. Um, hey, is Leighton around by any chance? She is. She's right here. Yeah, put her on, Hi. please. Hi, Leighton. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm good. How's the team doing? We're doing great. We had some games yesterday, and we're excited to come do this and help earn money for our team. That's awesome. So, Leighton, one of the, the players on your team has to have a big mouth and has to yell to people <laughs> to get him over. Which player on your team is the one that's going to be yelling at people? That's definitely Haley. You you tell Haley that it's very important that she yells to the people in the parking lot to come over, uh, spend some money. Johnsonville brought some Italian sausages for two bucks, chicken breast sandwich two bucks, and a hundred percent of the proceeds going to go to this U fourteen girls soccer team. Hey, Leighton, thanks a lot. Good luck. Make a lot of money today. Thank you. Thanks for giving us this opportunity. You're welcome. Say uh, say goodbye to your mom. Have a good weekend. Bye. Have a good weekend. All right, you too. That's uh, Janesville Road in Muskego. Uh, stop by. Um, these girls will take good care of you. You know, you'll uh, have good products. Johnsville does uh, a great job with uh, the Italians and the brats, the chicken breast sandwiches. And, uh, again, 100% of the proceeds goes to uh, the U14 girls red soccer team, uh, the Croatia U14 girls red soccer team. You know all about raising money. <laughs> we do. I, I'm still fixated on the kraut and the brats. I wish they were closer so that I could hey, not run far over from there here. and fill up. <laughs> I'm telling you what, if I told Allie Buckner that we'd give her a 20 to bring a few over, I, she might do that. I got I got Allie a 20, and I work together. I got a $20 bill. I'd be happy to have her deliver some brats right now. Jake and I will eat the heck out of them. Allie Buckner is one of the finest people I know. I Honestly, one of the finest people I know. And we work together. And when I said, hey, look, we're doing this fundraiser this was eight, nine, ten weeks ago. I said, "We pick and save." Has said we need to be in Muskego. She lives in Muskego. She's like, "I'll do it. done." I would love to have this for my my daughter's soccer team. Her son wrestles. Um, her son plays multiple sports. Plays a little football. And and her husband's a great guy. I talk to him all the time. Lane is great. Um, so if you're in in Muskego, going up Janesville Road, stop at that pick and save store. Tell Allie Buckner that I told you to stop by. Maybe she'd give you a little dis. No, you don't need a discount. It's two bucks. Extra. Extra. Two dollars. They're they're Six. underselling their fundraiser. They should be at three bucks. Put a put a five in there. Put a five and put tell a five, her it's because you enjoy the show. Barry Ellingson just called. And Barry, if you're near Muskego, you head out there. Put a five in for the old St. Peter and Paul days. The days that I used to hit jumpers right in your no, he used to hit jumpers <laughs> in my eye. I'm just kidding. Guys, let's get to all the Ellingsons could score on me. Well, you're five foot three, and they're six I'm foot seven. I'm not five three. I'm just six foot. Ellen, all of them. Six foot. What kind only, of platform shoes are you wearing today, Not only could Barry Ellenson shoot the ball and Brian Ellenson and carry the sister, but Barry could talk some smack, man. And not only would he talk it, then he knocked out a shot on you. And what, he can't say anything back. Larry Bird. He, he wasn't Larry Bird. He thought he was, but now he was really good. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented 
by raising the stakes, fundraising, and leadership development. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host this week. He's Tony Resch, the owner of Raising the Stakes. Tom Swiddle on vacation. He'll be back in two weeks. We're joined in studio, head football coach at Germantown High School, Jake Davis. Jake, we're talking to Julius Davis about this greater Metro Conference it's a tough conference, man. It's a very tough conference. It's been it's been an interesting year for us, but a good one. I thought it's a it's a one that you get better through for sure. I thought we were a lot better at the end of the season because of it. Um, different than the conference you were in before. Yep, dif- different in, in some respects, and you know, but North Shore still was a really good conference. But uh, it's just it's different from did, different levels of competition you get in certain areas. Did you think that that? Do you think this one's deeper than the North Shore? Because North Shore, you know, you start with Homestead. Yeah, and we're gonna talk to Dave Keel later in the show. He's won. I don't know, 37 in a row or something? No, it's not that <laughs> right. many. But. I think the disparity between the teams is less, so that makes the competition a little different. I think you had your you know, your bigger schools in the top of the North Shore that were competing all the time, which is very similar to what the Greater Metro is. Greater Metro is a little more equal in that sense, working through a lot of things. So. Yeah, because right now you look at the two Brookfield schools, right? right. I mean, the last couple of years been and Sussex, Hamilton. Coach Tomato does a nice job. Marquette, Coach Maz, you know, and Menominee Falls. And, and Tosa West... They always seem like they, you know they're right on the verge, and and one year they've got all their their line back, and none of the backs are back, mm-hmm. and the next year all their backs are back, but they're trying to replace their line, kind of like a lot of high school t- uh, coaches, right. I guess, and and programs. Tosis was better last year than they they have. Yeah, they got a lot of good athletes too that can get you. If you're yeah, not and you talked to Julius Davis. He said, "Look, their track program's really yep. good." So that's and and I know that West Dallas Hill people disappointed in in uh, in their year last year. But they've been competitive in the past, mm-hmm. so it's it's a conference that you need to be ready to play. And Absolutely. and you know we talk about a couple of conferences like some of the best conferences in the state, but this is one that that when you look at at the top part of it and you want to be in that top part of it, man, you got to be awfully good to be in the, the top three in that conference. You do, and, I, and I'm really really impressed with the coaches that are in that conference too, getting to know those guys through the year. I mean, it's it's a heck of a list. I mean, it's there's a lot of good coaching going on there with a lot of good kids, so that makes for the perfect storm of some good football. Well, so. it's nice when you play Brook Central. It's so quiet on that sidelines. <laughs> Jed Kennedy never <laughs> – you know what I like? I think you're either a Jed guy or you're not, and I am. I like him. I, I, I have a ton of respect for him, um, and he gets after it. He he does make me laugh sometimes. We we had a game. We're doing a Thursday Night Lights game there, and Swiddle had – you know, he was no longer at Brookfield East. He was helping us on stats. And he came over, and Terry Kelly coached at Marquette. I've coached John Weiser, not coached much. He was he's a play by play guy, and Jed came over just just yelling that Swiddle was up in the in in the in the uh, coach or the um, uh, press box, yelling da da da. And I'm like, yeah, 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 come on, Jed. You know, all right, you want me to tell him to go home? Or and he realized that I was just kind of smirking a little bit. And Terry Kelly, who's been around coaches a lot, was kind of smirking. But Weiser, was, his eyes were big, and so he just went right to Weiser, and he said, are you out of your mind? And, I, and then he looked at me, he gave me a little wink, and walked back, and I thought, man, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, that's did. how he is. But I tell you what, he coaches him up hard. Yeah. He loves him up harder. 
You know, he's that kind of guy. And then on the other side, Brooke East, Coach Farley's totally different. Yeah, they are but opposites in that sense. Opposites. And to go against those guys all the time is who – do you find – is there a team in that conference that maybe not your maybe not that rivalry game right now, but it might be soon? Well, Menominee Falls is coming around to be that one. That's just because of the proximity. That is actually the closest school proximity-wise to us, and it always has been. And that's, yeah. You know, that's, that's going to be a big one. That's going to kind of – as, as we don't play Homestead as much, that'll be the one that kind of, I think, takes that role. We were part on that Thursday Night Lights, a lot of the Homestead-Germantown games. Yeah. Just because it was cool to, to, you know, the the teacher and the student type stuff. And, yeah. and you guys, th- those were really good matchups. Yeah, those were fun. No matter what the records were, that was a game every year. Yeah. How is the team going to be this year, do you think? Uh, you know, I think we're going we're gonna to have some good things going. I got some great linemen coming back, um, some younger skill guys and some that have been around that are going to do some good things. So it's going to be, again, but with what we're doing the off season here, you know, leadership mindset stuff, it's just been powerful to see this group come together. And more than anything, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and I, I have the opportunity, of course, Coach works with me for fundraising, uh, but he's he's got an unbelievable group of young men that are on the leadership council there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can tell you, I mean, between between what good people they are and then the size and the strength and the commitment to work out, um, if you can speak a little bit, uh, you know, I, I know when you started coaching, you probably have changed your mindset. Yeah. Can you can you kind of explain what the journey's been of, of where the switch kind of flipped, where you said, you know what, we, we need to get a little deeper in just an X's and O's? Yeah, and it was never really a complete, you know, flip. It was more of a focusing issue. Like for me, it was, I come out of college, I knew I wanted to, you know, I had kind of two pathways to go, whether it was go to high school or kind of go on and see if I pursue a college kind of career. And and I decided that I thought it'd have a bigger influence on people going the high school route, being a teacher and being a coach and being you know in that community aspect of things. So thought I knew what I was was doing. I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't have a real focus. It wasn't until about two years into my head coaching career that I, I sat down um, up at UW Oshkosh with Pat Cerrone um, and his staff, and we were talking X's and O's at first. And after that was done, he kind of pulled me aside and said, "If you want to really change your program, really change what you're doing, sit down with me and we'll talk." And I was like, "Okay," and it was kind of that's what it was. So I made an appointment, went back later, um, and him and I together sat down for four hours and all we talked about was leadership and it was that that's what really spun me for that you know I had coached Daka there the whole time knew that's how I wanted to be but that really brought me into focus what I'm doing so what what kind of things do you guys you know you, you talk about mindset you talk about leadership what kind of things do you guys you guys talk about in your meetings your leadership meetings and then what are the expectations for your players yeah so we go through um you know starting kind of back in January I, I, I take our guys they have to write a letter of application for me um, just to show some kind of commitment level. I don't really you know, do a whole weeding out process as much as they got to just give me a want to for, for to be in it because I want everybody that wants to try, you know, even if it's the kid that maybe doesn't have those skills yet and work them through that. That's kind of because I think those guys can be very valuable to you as well if you can turn those guys around and doing the right thing. So we take everybody that wants to, wants to be in it, uh, juniors and seniors. We meet at 6.15 in the morning twice uh, twice a month and work through the process. We, we do all things. Now, I've, I've kind of switched it up this year and kind of gotten more of the mental training side of things. Used to be under the umbrella of leadership, but I feel that I, I was kind of jumbling all together. I separated the two. So we talk about different you know, my, uh, mental training aspects to begin the, the, our programs, and then we see how that dives into leadership, and it's really good stuff. So we'll work through growth mindset, work through E plus R equal O, and get through that kind of stuff. Then we'll get into how, what it means to be a leader. We talk a lot about servant leadership, um, transformational leadership. Those are kind of our two models and go on from there. Where did uh, – and, and we, we got just a minute before we get to a break. Where did that – the mindset of – Look, I, I think at the high school level, I'm going to be able to affect kids and give back more to the community. Where did that come from? That's that's from my father for yeah. sure, because he's he's been you know he's a 30 plus year high school teacher and coach, and watching what he did and how he had the impact. And I mean, I got to you know watch him 
day in and day out have an impact on people. And I learned right. just by watching, you know, just by seeing what he did and wanting to do what he did. And, and it's, it inspired me to do that. And, you know, the rest is history from there. Well, that's good stuff. He's Jake Davis, head coach at Germantown. We're going to ask him to stay in studio with us the entire next hour if he wants. If he's got to go, he can go. But, you know, anytime I get a chance to spend some time with Jake Davis, I feel better. You know, it's just always good for me. So you can, Jake, I'd love for you to stick around as long as you want. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Ed Garza from uh, Healing Patriots is going to join us. And uh, Ed, uh, I've known Ed for a while. He's a good man, and they're doing some really good things. And and we'll tell you how you can help uh, the the Healing Patriots program that Ed Garza, and and I know, Tony, you've uh, you've jumped in and really helped out as well. Yeah, I met Ed a number of years ago. Uh, his son, my son, same age, and uh, he's a Navy veteran. Served us in Iraq and Afghanistan, and uh, anything we can do to help vets and first responders that have served our communities and our Let's country, we're on board. You bet. Uh, we'll get to Ed on the other side. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. No games on the schedule? No! That doesn't stop us from talking football. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Here are your hosts, past WFCA President Tom Swiddle and WSSP High School Insider, Big Time Mike McGiver. Uh, Welcome back. The Pick and Save Wisconsin. How's this? The Pick and Save WFCA show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development. I do bust you all the time. You bust my chops so longest, for adding that leadership development the part of it. Longest title for a show ever. The Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development, driven by. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're trying to reach out to Ed Garza right now. One of the things that you've done with with Ed, and I know this because I've seen it. I haven't been to one, but I promise I will. You utilize Team Escape Two Six Two, which is another. You're you're part owner in, in that company, Menominee Falls. You utilize that facility to raise some money um, for Ed and the people at Healing Patriots. You talk a little bit about Team Escape for me. Absolutely. Team Escape is uh, an escape room facility right on Appleton Ave in Menominee Falls. Uh, we're we're uh, in the Falls Plaza 3, right next to Papa John's and a couple other restaurants. And uh, our, our mission and our goal, uh, there's a lot of great escape rooms around the metro Milwaukee area, uh, and, and we're happy that they they do a great job. Uh, but we're, we're a little bit more unique in the fact that when we started it, my roommate from college, Pat Vanavel, uh he has escape rooms up in Appleton and Green Bay. And it was it for us. It's a great blend between raising the stakes and, and these escape rooms because we we definitely have people play from off the street, uh, come from all over that like to play escape rooms. But a lot of what we do is was we invite our coaches to bring their leadership councils or their seniors or their entire team, and the kids can go in the rooms, and it's all about working together collaboratively right. to figure out how to get out of the room, solving the puzzles, and and working together. And we let the coaches sit with their headphones on. And uh, we let them watch, and, and they can see and hear everything that goes on. So it's, it's a great tool for them to identify their better leaders. Uh, we also do a lot of corporate team building. Uh, so if you're an owner of a company or manager and you want to have a, a great time, uh, again, we do some catered catered meals. 
uh, it, luncheons. Actually, there's a number of parts of that that sets you apart from the, some of the other yeah. escape rooms. The other escape rooms is you and your wife and two other couples go and three other couples go and you go and 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 you go and have a little bit of fun. And you can do that with you guys. But the difference that I see is you're more about the team bonding programs, the servant leadership workday, you know, the fact that you'll you'll um you'll cater it if people want to cater it. I was there when you were building it out. And you remember me walking through it, man. It was it was a day that you guys were busting it, man. You guys were you you were you had a deadline, and there were a number of guys really working hard. And I'm they're chatting, and you're like, dude, you got to go. Yeah, I don't want you talking to these guys. They got to work. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want you scaring them off. No, because uh, I'm like, hey, how's it going? Where'd you go to school? I, I, is that a hammer you're using? <laughs> no, I know that because I do the home improvement show. Yeah, no, absolutely. Shocked so. you didn't have me pick up a hammer and start. Well, no. we we knew we wanted it to look nice, oh, so we, we hey. could. Even though you do the home improvement show, that doesn't Man, mean you're uh, you're good I with just, the hammer. The only thing that means is I know who to call. <laughs> I know exactly who to call. The idea of of Team Escape Two Six Two again, facility in Miami Falls, and we've tried to reach out. Edgar's and something must be going on. So I want to talk about Healing Patriots with you because you know a lot about that, and I got a chance to listen to him speak at the last uh, leadership event that you did. HealingPatriots.org is their website, healingpatriots.org, their mission statement. Their mission is to give therapeutic outdoor uh, expeditions to injured veterans and first responders. What does that mean? Okay, so Ed being a Navy veteran, he came back and and, uh, he himself struggled from PTSD. And he knows how many veterans uh, not only suffer from that, but also the physical side of things, uh, the injuries that they've suffered and stuff. So Ed, as as he will tell you, it's his therapy to take fellow veterans and first responders that have been injured in the line of duty and and get them together. They share that commonality, the stories that nobody else will understand, and they take them on fishing trips and hunting trips and do outdoor activities. And, you know, as someone who has never served but has admiration like nobody's business for for the great men and women that serve us, um, I wanted to help out and, and raise certainly awareness for what Healing Patriot stands for, what they do. Uh, and Ed's got such a passion and commitment. He's such a great man uh, that I wanted to be able to help him do that. And then we also raise funds. We have a program uh, that Coach Davis actually is involved with right now called Boots on the Ground. Ed's got a group of, uh, I believe there's eight people on the board. So they need people to help raise money. And actually, he's probably not on with us right now because he's got an event going up in Cedarburg to Grafton today. It's a 5K uh, by an organization called Sweats for Vets. And I know that they have about 450 people that signed up at 20 bucks a head. Uh, and then Sweats for Vets uh, donates all the proceeds for today to Healing Patriots. They, oh, it's huge. They, they pick a, a pick of charity every year to uh, to support the Sweats for Vets organization does. I got to meet them. I, I actually supplied them with their burgers, brats, dogs, cookies, and chips for today and buns. Boy. And uh, uh, so Ed is just committed to helping not only the, the the veterans and the first responders that have been injured, but family members as well. So Jake, Jake and his kids, uh, and I'll let you talk let Jake talk to to what they're doing well, right he, now. He, yeah, he spoke that night too, and yeah. and um, first of all, if I'm in a dark alley, I want him with me. Yes, That's the guy I want. <laughs> yeah. And because you, yes. you know what? Because he'll either talk me out of talk the guy out of beating me up, or he'll protect me. And listening to him, ninety nine percent he would want to talk the guy out of it. But if he had to protect, he would protect. And he um he when he came back, he said, "Look, I." 
I was angry. You know, I was angry and I was going through some of this stuff. And and you listened to him speak that night. That was powerful. Yeah, and he inspired me so much that I, I, I you know, had him and Tony come into our leadership group in the morning and we, we started the group, uh, Boots on the Ground campaign. And actually what we were doing with it is using it as a complete servant leadership prog- prog- uh, program. We're actually combined with our Best Buddies program in the school. And our football players are raising money uh, for Healing Patriots and Best Buddies, and 100% of what we're raising goes to them. We get nothing back. It's it's total service, servant leadership from our How part. do they – tell me how you guys are raising um, money. Well, we have cards through Sendix uh, right. that we're selling uh, that have great discounts on it. It's a $70, $75 value for people, and, and it's going. we're going around door-to-door just you know knocking and, and getting people to, to sign up. And it's been really good, and not a lot of people are saying no because <laughs> it's, it's great causes. How much is the card? Card is twenty dollars. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, like I said, Jed, Jake's Jake's got his uh, whole organization between Best Buddies and Healing Patriots. The money will go back to them. Uh, but that that's a product that we have as a fundraiser for for a lot of groups. If you'd like to get involved with the Boots on the Ground campaign to not only help raise money for your organization but Healing Patriots, uh, fifteen dollars is what the profit is. So seventy five percent goes back to the organization that fundraises, and then they can donate whatever portion they want back. To healing patriots and then raising the stakes takes a dollar or two uh depending on the volume of the sales we, we want to donate as much certainly to help uh help the veterans and first responders as well jake do you realize um and i'm sure that you do but i don't know to, to what level but do you realize the 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 lessons that you're teaching to these kids because these kids are going door to door which is a difficult thing to do mm-hmm. And they're raising money for somebody else. Yeah. And and the servant leadership and, and Coach Keel is a, I mean he is a strong believer in that as anybody I've ever met. But the lessons that you're teaching these kids is it's not all about you. Right. You know there are other people that have done more than you. Trust me. And they need our help, so we're going to go help them. And and I just think that these kids that that you're putting all this time into and you're wondering you have to wonder sometimes at night is it worth it. Because, you know, now you've got your own family, and is it worth it? It is. It is, and you're going to find, you know, 10 years from now, people coming up to you saying, and I know you don't like being hugged. It doesn't matter. They're going to hug you, <laughs> yeah, and well, they're they going to say, <laughs> yeah. hey, look, look, because of what I learned from you, here's what I'm doing with my life. Right. And I'm a missionary, or I'm, I'm, I'm working for this group, or I'm doing this to give back to the community, and you're going to have a number of these kids that their lives are going to be changed from this experience. Yeah, and actually, we just had our annual golf outing uh, this last Friday, um, and uh, I had some of those experiences come back right there. I've, I've had pl- former players come back, tell me how much it means, and and the life lessons they taught them, how it's made them a better father, even for some of these guys, and just it is impactful. It's amazing. I'm starting to realize that in my young coaching career, and it's exciting to see that kind of come to fruition. Coached a really long time, I have, and so I get, I, I hear from these guys. I was at a wedding years ago now. And I had a woman come up to me, and she said, hey, do you have a minute? I said, sure. She said, can I talk to you over here? I go, yeah. She goes, I am engaged to this this kid. And I said, what are you thinking? And she laughed. And she said, can I be serious with you? I go, yeah. She said, he played grade school, high school, and college basketball. And you were the only coach in his life that told me he was a good player. I said, well, he's lazy. He's all got shoes. Oh, they all <laughs> told him that. But she said, do you remember the lunch you took him on? And I said, yeah, I know we went to lunch. She said he was like the eighth or ninth guy on your team, and he said he was going to quit because he wasn't getting enough playing time. And you told him at lunch that if he were if he quit, that you guys were not going to win state. And if he stayed, that you would win state. And if he worked harder, he'd get more time because he's a really good basketball player. 
And I said, oh, I remember the bill because it cost me about 100 bucks because he ate everything on the menu. And she said, you know what? He stayed and you guys did win a state championship. And he tells that story all the time that you were the only coach that said, look, you're a really good basketball player. You're great in the locker room. You're good on the court. The problem is you need to, you're lazy on drills. And so that for me, I thought, man, I remember saying that to the kid, but it wasn't one of these, you know, get up on the mountaintop and, right. you know, pre. it was something as simple as you're a really good basketball player. Now you got to go prove it. So the things you're doing now, Jake, and I know, like you said, you're, you've heard it and you felt it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to keep going all the time. And I know you truly believe in, in, in it. And that's, uh, that's what makes it so effective. Yeah. That's, that's why I surround myself with men and women that are exactly who Jake is and coach Keel, coach Keel will tell you he had a softball player uh, cause he coached softball for 34, 35 years, whatever it was. And, and, uh, he didn't know it. He was just doing what he does. Uh, and this girl came up to him after she graduated from high school and said, you know, you're, you're, you're like my dad, you're my father figure. Cause I didn't have a dad. He wasn't there for me. And, uh, it just goes to show as a coach, as someone who just cares about people, uh, how impactful you can be without even knowing it. And, uh, when you do it intentionally right, right. and you're transformational, yep. like you talked about coach, uh, I, I, I mean, that's, that's what makes us all well, tick. I we think. have a, we have a huge responsibility too. And I think coaches got to understand that because that can go one of two ways. Really, it can go the other way too if you're not careful. And even just a little thing, if you're irritated during the day or something like that, and you get after a kid, and you don't realize that one moment could make a big difference. So I really try to be intentional in, in anything that I do. And I think a lot of coaches around here, we got a lot of transformational coaches in the state of Wisconsin, which is very fortunate for our kids. But. Well, and and I think that's growing because of the stuff that Tony's doing. Absolutely. Look, you get there was a couple coaches in that one that I was at the first time they've been to, and they'll be back. And I don't know if it'll ever, if you want it to double and then double again and double again, but it's 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 a trickle down effect, Tony. The stuff that you guys are trying to accomplish, and and the reason you're trying to accomplish it, is is just so you know the kids in this community get better and the coaches get better at that part of it. Like you said, anybody can draw up a flex offense or you know a, 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 like I said a bubble screen. You can draw it up all day long. But it's all that other stuff that that's going to affect these kids. Man, this is getting to be like a Doctor Phil show or something. Isn't it? <laughs> Man, you know, guys are crying and mm. hey, this is a, we need this stuff. So let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Dave Keel, head football coach from Homestead, is going to join us. If you liked uh, what you heard when we were talking about Healing Patriots, uh, you want to help out? There's a place on their website, HealingPatriots.org, that you uh, you're feeling led to give a little bit and help these guys. Trust me, go to that website. It'll tell you what you need to know. It'll talk a little bit about Ed, uh, Ed Garza, and some people that are working there with him. But it really does give you kind of who the soul of that organization is. And if you're able to donate some money to him, this is what uh, that's what you can do to help. And it goes to a great cause, healingpatriots.org. Get you a break again. Dave Keel, head football coach at Homestead on the other side. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by raising the stakes, fundraising, and leadership development. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes, fundraising, leadership development. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. I have two co-hosts now, man. Tony Resch, owner of 
raising the stakes. Jake Davis, he is the head football coach at Germantown and really understands and buys into the stuff that we're talking about today, which is a lot of the leadership stuff. And I, I said, I sat next to Dave Keel. Um, you know, he had a, I don't know, he, he took a lot of notes, man, at that thing. And I thought, man, you could write a book on this stuff, but he's always learning. And uh, I've got a ton of respect for Dave Keel. Like I said, he's won the North Shore Conference, what did I say, 40 years in a row or something? Yeah, you said that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been eight, 18, though, I think, right? I think so. 18, something like that. No, no pressure to get to 19. And you know what he said? Look, it's a new team. I, it's it's yeah. these guys. So, hey, Coach Keel, how you doing today? We're doing outstanding today, Mike, and hello to Tony and my friend Jake there. Hope you guys are having a great day. Good morning, Good morning Coach. Morning, Absolutely. Coach. Hey, Dave, we had talked um, last segment about uh, um, Team Escape, and we talked about a little bit about how people use it. Um, Team Escape 262 in Zimonomany Falls, you guys utilize it? You're, you're familiar with it, obviously. Exactly. The last two years we've taken our leadership group out there and had just a great time. Uh, we split them into a couple of groups, had them both try to escape. I think uh, last year one group got out right at the end. Uh, and one of the things that makes it special is the coaches can kind of sit back and, and watch the interaction of the guys and kind of see uh, who steps up and takes on a leadership role. It's been a very positive experience for our kids and our staff and, and something that uh, we'll continue to do year in and year out. Coach, what do you what do you think you guys as the coaching staff learn from watching your kids try to get out of the rooms? And, um, you know, what do you walk away from after uh, an event like that? Mike, that's a great question. When when kids, uh, you know, on a football field, you get frustrated. You know, maybe, maybe a play didn't go like, like it was designed or maybe a teammate didn't do what you wanted to do or maybe you didn't do something. And so you get frustrated. You, you know, you get mad at yourself. You get mad at your teammates. And that kind of same thing happens in the escape rooms. Uh, there's so many things you have to do and you try to do. And uh, they don't always work. And it, it's like one of those things where, hey, uh, what kid is going to keep going? What kid is going to keep pushing? What kid is going to try to find an alternative way to get the job done? Uh, so similar to what happens Friday nights uh, uh, during the game. Hey, Coach, when I came over and did a segment for Around the Corner with John McGivern at, 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 uh, in Mequon, uh, the Homestead football program was an easy one for me to choose. There's a lot of great programs at Homestead. There are, but the football exactly. program is the one that is certainly up in the mountaintop. When you talk about um, winning a conference 17 years at that point, 18, and either tied or won it outright, and all, look, I wanted to talk to you about some of these players and stuff, and all you wanted to talk about was the servant leadership side of it, and it really impressed me. You said, look, this isn't my team. It's a seniors team, and the seniors, they, they, they serve the juniors and the sophomores. This That's how we do it here. And that piece got on for that, that segment for Around the Corner, and I've been asked about it a number of times. And you know, it was it was something that's at the core of who you are, correct? Well, that's that's our mission, I think, as, as uh, teachers and as educators. We want to teach our players and our students that there's something more important than, than just looking in the mirror. You need to recognize you're a part of the big picture. Uh, you know, Jake's one of our guys, and he's been just like that from the day he played at Homestead till today. I'm so proud of him. What he's accomplished you know as we're speaking right now mike uh, some 30 of our players are out planting trees at rotary park in mequana uh, serving their community it's one of the things that we really pride ourselves on doing here uh in our community and our program we we think that if our kids can can step out and recognize it's not just about them it's about making the world a better place um back in the day i had a daughter go through homestead and uh, I, I didn't want her hanging around with a bunch of bad apples we worked real hard to uh to to have the kids be as 
quality people as they can be, and we're very happy with what they're doing. And it's even more gratifying. To, I got to listen to Jake the other day and, and see what he's doing with his program and see what the Kimberleys of the world, the Arrowheads of the world, other schools are doing. I think it's just, it's just a good thing. Uh, it's growing, and it's a positive force for all of us uh, in all of our communities. I'm, I'm excited by that. Hey, Coach, uh, two questions for you that are a little more on a personal note. I know you don't like to talk about players, but since I got Coach Davis sitting right next to me here, could you speak to to what position he played and, and what kind of player he was? I, I know what a great human being he was. And then secondly, I know you're uh, down in, in Georgia. Uh, was it your grandson or granddaughter's 4K graduation? I, I need to ask you how that uh, how that went yesterday. Well, I'll send you the video. It was last night. Uh, it was outstanding. Hour-long program, uh, our son is now, our grandson is now a K four graduate. It was really an enjoyable evening. We had a wonderful time, and we're even talking about it today. Uh, Jake, there's just one story I want to tell you about Jake. Of course, there is. There's more than one, but the one that uh, tells you the kind of person he is. We're playing the state championship in '99, middle of the second quarter. Jake comes back to the huddle and says to the quarterback, "He says, Andy, I think I broke my thumb." on the snapping hand, no less. And Andy looks at him and goes, yeah, Jake, what would you like me to do about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so between the quarterback and Jake, neither one of them managed to tell me or the position coach or the trainer or the doctor. Turned out Jake played the two-and-a-half quarters of that football game, uh, which the Highlanders got the first state championship with a broken thumb. About two weeks after the, the game, he comes in the weight room, and I see this big old pin sticking out of his thumb. I go, what? So they had to pin the thing uh, and he had played uh, two and a half quarters with a broken thumb. It just tells you a little bit about Jake's commitment to his teammates, to the people on the line with him, and, and to the guys that uh, were in the trenches that day. And he played a terrific football game that day, and just he's, uh, he's carried on. He's just a wonderful coach at Germantown. They're lucky to have him. Uh, one of the biggest disappointments for me personally was not being able to hire him on our staff back in the day, but uh, I'm happy for the folks in Germantown because he's doing a great job out there. We were talking to Dave Keel, the head football coach at, at Homestead, Guys, on, on Friday night, um, May 4th, about 7.30 at night, I get a text from Allie Buckner. In fact, who we talked to, she's doing a fundraiser in Muskego on Janesville Road today from 11 to 1 um, with us, and she works with me. And, and she said, hey, um, she she texted Coach Dave Leah. And I was like, what? And she goes, never mind, I'll ask you on, on Monday, some Hall of Fame coach talking to us tonight. And I put Dave Keel. <laughs> She goes, yeah. I said, tell, tell Dave, I said, hello. She was uh, okay, I will. I said, is he talking about servant leadership? And she said, no, she's talking about new safety p- protocols for youth football. It's a football mom function. It's unbelievable how everybody's so engaged with him right now. And I said, well, please tell him I said hello. She's, of course, it's the Heads Up program that he's talking about. I said, that's cool. So it's a Friday night at 730 in May in Muskego. And here he is talking to football moms from another high school, not Homestead, another high school about the Heads Up program. And I just kind of giggled. I thought, man, this guy just lives this. And, he, you know, what he talks about, he, he goes and he and he gets in the car and he, and he does it in different schools, different communities. And she she said, look, I, I, I'm really surprised how engaged these moms are with Coach Keel. Do you do a lot of that, Dave? Well, I try to. Heads up, uh, and USA Football is doing a great job helping make our game better and safer. A funny aside to that story, my wife Pam and I went down, and she's in the audience, and she's kind of giving me that, come on, now hurry up, get done talking. And I, I brought her up over and over. And so afterwards, the moms didn't want to talk to me. They wanted to talk to her. So it was pretty cool. So it was a real family affair that night. But uh, yeah, Heads Up Football through USA Football is working hard uh, 
to make the game better and safer. We're all trying to teach better, safer techniques. You know, our game is a little bit under assault at times, and, and we want to put our put the best foot forward. We, we, we don't want our kids getting hurt, obviously, and we want it to be as safe as possible. And so we're working hard to teach safe tackling techniques, safe blocking techniques, helping our kids to keep the head out of the out of the game and, and because we only got one of those we want to keep it as safe as possible so um they're they're doing a great job uh usa football heads up uh program and i'm honored to be a part of that uh, i go around in the spring and summertime teaching youth coaches techniques and safety measures to help them become better coaches and and so just a little a little bit of the way i can try to give back uh uh, some of the great things that this game has given me over the years and the opportunity to be a part of it. I do have to correct you, uh, Mike. I think it's only been 17 straight. Uh, uh, we, we got uh, not not 18. So Oh, um, I said 35 the first time. Oh, and by the way, I'm I'm a lot like the Muskego moms. I'd rather talk to your wife than you, too. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so you know. Now, you know, so she heard you say that. Well, you tell her. Put her on. We'd prefer to talk to her rather than you anyway. Say hello, honey. Like she's too shy. She's, uh, yeah. I'm not even 35 years old. How can it be 35 states? Yeah. yeah, you might want to check that driver's Coach, license. Coach, I'm 34. So yeah. You know. yeah, Jake's 34, man. I guess we have an issue. Hey, if you do get an opportunity uh, off the air, you can ask Tony. Uh, when he hit that bomb drive on number 10 the other day, uh, if he was the longest drive in the fairway on that particular shot. Uh, was it the correct fairway? <laughs> I think he was in a fairway, but I'm not sure he was the longest in his foursome. Uh, oh, you can ask him after you know when you go. To no, the- I'll ask you, Brett. Who was it, Tony? I'll tell you what. For being, what is it, sixty? You know what? Sixty-two. Right. He however, said he's however, thirty-five. Coach, coach can hit the ball a long way for being, you know, the, the stature oh, that he is. <laughs> For that's, sure. That's awesome. Hey, Dave, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Um, you know, everything you do with, with the things that, that you preach and you truly believe, you, you do a great job with. And, and a lot of respect from from uh, this studio to you. Obviously, my son-in-law is a coach on your staff, and Absolutely. I appreciate that. Good coach so. on our staff, yep. You bet. Mike, I thank you. Thank you for what you do. Tony is a fabulous guy raising the stakes. Man, I cannot say enough great things. And, again, I'm so proud of what Jake is accomplishing at Germantown. Uh, it makes me proud to have played a small part in his uh, in his growing up and becoming a football coach. That's good stuff, and you, I'm really happy for him. You bet. Let Mrs. Keel know that we'll be calling her next time. <laughs> I safe travels back there, Coach. Yeah, thank yep, you, thanks, Dave. Coach. Get to a thanks, break. Guys. Other side of the break, Greg Mauling, head coach at Oconomowoc, is going to join us. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership development. I just do that because Tony's here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association presented by Tony's company on Sports Radio (laughs) 105.7 FM the fan, you can go to RaisingTheStakesInc.com. RaisingTheStakesInc.com. Our next guest. This is strange to say for me, and it's year two now, but the head football coach at Oconomowoc, Greg Mauling, back in town, man. Back being a cheesehead where I think he needs to be. Hey, Coach, how are you today? Hey, Greg, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Oh, that's that's all right. Doing? Good. Here, I thought I threw you with that question. I just said, "How are you?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm coach. Out. 
Well, welcome back to the state of Wisconsin. It's been a year now that since you've been back. It's a, been a good move for you, correct? Yeah, yeah. No, we've always, you know, I love this area. It's, uh, uh, you know, definitely it's always felt like home and got a lot of good friends here. So, um, you know, we're happy to be back. Coach, uh, I, I want to welcome you back as well. Uh, I, I, I wanted to have you on today uh, to to talk about what what brought you back to Wisconsin uh, specifically and how things are going uh, now that you're back in Oconomowoc. I, I know you're a, a servant leadership guy. We worked together when you were at Arrowhead, and I'm looking forward to hopefully getting back to work with you now that you're at Oconomowoc. Can you talk about, again, what, what brought you back, what pulled you back, and then how, how things are going at Oconomowoc? Well, I think, you know, of course, I you know Minnesota was, is, is great. Uh, you know, one thing I learned up there is that you know, especially as a football coach, I know you know Jake can certainly attest to this. You, um, you know, I, I had this thought that I'd, I'd be able to uh, get back and see family more. And the truth is, you really it doesn't provide any more time uh, being closer. You know, um, so part of it was that, and then part is just, of course, just you know, I, I have a lot of friends here. It's uh, you know, a place that always felt very uh, comfortable to me. I always. I uh, really love, uh, um, you know, Lake Country. And uh, when the, the opportunity arose, which, um, you know, kind of surprised me, um, you know, when Kevin called, I, I think it's a hard thing to uh, certainly to say no to. And, you know, and to be back in the state and working with, you know, I, I admired all the coaches here. Um, just a great group of guys, uh, uh, you know, class acts and actually put the kids first. So uh, it's it's been outstanding being back. Hey coach, you know you you um you leave a really good Arrowhead program, obviously, and and you know when you come back and they put Oconomowoc into that conference, which is just the sure. best. It's the best football conference in the state of Wisconsin, and I'll argue that with anybody that wants to argue it with me. Um, you you come to Oconomowoc, you change. Uh, you know, there's going to be a difference as far as your style to Ryan's style sure. and, and what they're going to run. Do you feel like the kids in the community bought in pretty well year one into what you were trying to do? Um, you know, I think so. Uh, you know, kids certainly, and I guess, you know, there's, I, I'm not, I couldn't say it to the community. I think I believe so as well. Um, you know, but even that, I'd say I'm not exactly sure what our, our style is. You know, that's one of the things that, kids would ask you know what's your offense I, said, I don't know I, I guess it's a spread but we've run it with uh, seven linemen and three running backs before so um you know I, I think our thing is whatever it takes to try to get it into the end zone which we weren't particularly good at this year um you know offensively and you know defensively we always say right every every defense is the same one second into the snap so right um you know I don't I I, I hope they're uh, buying in and I guess we'll see more in the uh, next year you know that community, Oconomowoc community, is uh, boy. If one and you'll get it going again because that's what you do. And once you you start showing them that you know these are good kids in the community and they're they're working hard in the football field, they're working hard in the classroom. Man, they show up. That's a cool facility to come see a game at. And there's yeah. no doubt in my mind that that. Uh, you know these kids will start buying in. They get they the kids in Oconomowoc like being in the weight room. You know they get after it a lot, and you start having some some success on the field. It's it's amazing. You'll start getting free haircuts and all that stuff, and I'm kind of walk. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. No, it's uh, again. I have no no concerns with the kids. They've been uh, outstanding. You know, we're uh, averaging in that in that area of eighty five to hundred all winter in the weight room, and you know, the spring as uh, Jake could certainly attest. You know, it always it's always thinner numbers because kids are in so many different sports, which is. 
It's a good thing. Uh, good. Yeah, it's a good thing. So no issues there. Uh, they're all accounted for. That's always our big thing. And I know Tony and I, we talked about that before too. It's the accountability piece. And that's what I've been really pleased with. You know, we're operating where on a given day there might be one kid that we're not sure where he is. Uh, and it's usually the same kid. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but otherwise that's, I think once you get that piece in where they're accountable all the time, things really uh, go well. Coach, uh, I ran into you at that AAYFL meeting, and uh, yeah. how, how's the uh, how's the setup going now as far as your youth program is concerned? Because I know how important it is to you for you to have a pulse, and, and you know I know Jake is is big in, in Germantown and being part of his youth program. Coach uh, yeah. Fletcher was in here earlier from Racine Horlick, and he's doing a great job there. What what is your vision, and how how are things looking with your youth program now that you're uh, that you're back here? Well, things are good, um, you know, really good. I, I, our numbers are, um, you know, at least at this point, they look um, really good. And I guess you never, with the youth, you're never probably sure until right. uh, until August. Um, but they look really good. You know, it's just, it's been a lot of uh, work on the one hand of, you know, not, not my work, just a lot of work in the community people have uh, put forward to, uh, you know, just try to get us, us kind of reorganized and um uh, tied in tighter with the school uh, in that regard. So everything is happening at the high school and, you know, and, and, and working as kind of one continuous staff from uh, 7 through 12. Uh, so all that piece has been good. And um, we actually uh, ended up uh, uh, switching over to the CYFL. Um, um, with all the Waukesha schools and Menominee yeah, Falls. And... Yeah, so we're basically with six of the nine Classic 8 schools now and um, cut our travel down quite a bit and, and all of that, so it's that it's everything's really kind of uh, falling into place for us. So we're Talk, pretty, pretty we're t- excited about it. Good for you. We're talking about Greg Mauling, head head football coach at Oconomowoc. Coach, last year when you played Arrowhead, how'd that feel for you? A little different? Uh, the, yeah, no. I mean, it wasn't. It actually wasn't uh, all that odd, except for you know, it feels like you're on the wrong side of the field. <laughs> Did you? Um, you had no, to ask I mean, where the, the opposing team's locker room was. I'm sure. Ex- Actually, that is true. I didn't. I didn't know where uh, the opposing team actually went. I mean, I knew they were in the South Campus building. I didn't know uh, exactly where that was. So, yeah, it was a, uh, you know, it was a little odd, and, and you know, we. Uh, but it always is that that first one, and then from there on, you're just playing another school. Yeah. So, so uh, I'm fortunate enough, obviously, to have some great connections with with a lot of people, and have run into a lot of. Uh, coaches that were on your staff when you're at Arrowhead, and it sounds like the gang's all getting back together. How's that? Uh, how's that feel for you to get get the old gang coaching staff together from from Arrowhead over there? Oh, it's great. You know, I mean, that's again, that's you know how it is. It's all, I mean, coaching. It's so much of it is uh, relationships. You know what I mean? If you're uh, doing it for the whatever you're getting, forty five hundred dollars or whatever, that's uh, probably not the smartest move. But uh, right. working with guys that you really enjoy. Um, and people we can trust and people that challenge us and you know we were able to challenge each other and um you know it's that that part has been just um outstanding i've really enjoyed uh, uh getting back uh, with so many of them and then the the new guys you know people from coach mcmillan's staff that uh stayed too or just like they just slid in seamlessly and uh the staff piece was really uh a, a great uh joy this year well that's awesome coach i really appreciate a few minutes of your time you know, with uh, high school football and basketball, you guys know that there really isn't an off season anymore. You you're just figuring <laughs> no, stuff yeah. out. So, you know, t- t- take some time this summer if you can. 
Uh, July 31st is coming up quick, man. It's coming up quick. So take a a little time, and and good luck next year. I'm sure I'll be in touch um, with with Oconomowoc, and we'll have you on once uh, the high school football season starts. But, again, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time. Well, thank you guys, and uh, thank you for all you do for uh, sports in the state. Thank you. You got it. You bet. Thanks, Coach. We'll get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll uh, we'll continue and we'll wrap this thing up. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show, presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. That's the way you do it on Sports Radio one zero five seven FM, the Fan. Telling some stories that during the break, boys, that we will not talk about on the oh, air. I've learned a Welcome lot back. that I want to forget. You do not want to. You don't want to hear anything it's about not for me. The no, ex, not from Jake. The all. ex Chicago Bear quarterback. That's a bad. Not, not a big fan of his. Welcome back to the picket. He should be on here because Doctor Phil. We talked about Doctor Phil's show. Yeah, we could maybe fix him. I don't know. They've so, had a lot of former quarterbacks for the Bears, though. So we'll just leave it at that. This is the. Uh, all right. He went to BYU. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. Presented by Raising Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. We've reached out to Ed Garza and got him. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Healing Patriots as we talk. If you're feeling led to give and help them out, HealingPatriots.org is the website. Ed Garza, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good man, we talked. To, we couldn't get a hold of you before, but we sure talked. We said nice things about you that segment. Well, you know, I, it's a good thing I dropped that hundred dollar check when you guys are talking good about me. You know, <laughs> Hopefully, you spell my last name right. Yeah, that's the way we we roll. Hey, Ed, um, quickly, can you tell us a little bit about you know where this where this came from? Why you started um, working with Healing Patriots and and some of the things that you guys look to accomplish? Yeah, you bet. Um, actually, Healing Patriots started about three years ago, and it, it actually kind of started with me when I had an opportunity to go to Canada, and I was struggling with post-traumatic stress, uh, still coming back from Iraq and all the things that I was going through, and had an opportunity to go to Canada, and I almost didn't go on that trip because of how I felt about leaving and, and packing my bags and being away from family and the lack of communication, and you know, the, the family really pushed for me to go, and the guys that I was going to go with were like, you got to come with us. we got to spend some time with you. And um, I did the trip, and I tell you, the first couple of days, I was sick. I was just not – I was struggling with it. But after a while, I started sleeping better. I started eating better and had a great trip. But when we came back, I said to the guys that I was working with, I said, you know, we really got to come back and do something because this, this could be something good that other veterans could, could benefit from. And – we looked at it one more time. We did it one more trip with some other guys and had some private donors support us, and we took some guys out, and the results were incredible. And so in 2017, we, we made it official. We were going to move forward with some veterans and business leaders and fishing guides who wanted to be involved with the program, and we went through the process and got our 501c3, and we're moving forward. We spent 2017 doing a lot of fundraising and, and sharing our story and our mission and what we want to do for 2018. And I'm proud to say that we uh, – had our first trip up to Presque Isle, May 12th through the 16th, and we had a injured firefighter from North Dakota. We had a, a injured police officer from Glendale, Wisconsin, and two World, uh, excuse me, two Vietnam veterans and a World War II veteran that we took to Minnesota. So uh, the program is designed really to get these folks that are injured 
are struggling with post-traumatic stress in a non-clinical environment, but in a recreational environment with brothers and sisters who have been through similar situations. You know, a lot of our, a lot of our guys have a, a different story and a story of their own, if you will, but to hear how they've overcome and persevered through some of those challenges, we want to be that model and, and work with our brothers and sisters who are struggling. And one of, the, one of the benefits and unique things that we do is we take a certified counselor with us on our trips in the event our heroes need someone to talk to or, or someone to help them with some, some things and, and advice on how they can move forward with, with their life or overcome some of the challenges. And we use fishing as a form of, of, of therapy, and we get them out. Uh, when we do a trip in the United States, we do it for five days. And when we go to Canada, we go for seven. And we've been, we've been so blessed uh, wow. with a lot of the people that are supporting us. And, and it's just been amazing. And all of this is all expense paid for our heroes, uh, for our volunteers that are helping us. And the most important thing is that our board of directors are all volunteer. So everything that we do, all the, all the fundraising that we, we raise, we put the money right back into the program so we can continue to have trips like this and get people out and spend a little time with them and show them a little bit of love at the same time. Look, if, again, when we talked about it on our own, I, I highly recommend it. If you're feeling led to give, Go to HealingPatriots.org. Now that you've heard Ed Garza, look, the, the, the money that you that you donate to, to these guys stays here. It helps Ed. It helps these guys give these our, our heroes and some of these patriots a chance to go have a little fun, to hang out with some guys that have been through some stuff that, like they've been through and, and just, to, you know, talk about it or don't talk about it and have a little bit of fun and get away from it for a little while, get out on the lake, do a little fishing, do a little hunting, and hang out with guys that, uh, if you feel like talking to them, look, Ed, Ed told some stories when, when, we, when he was uh, speaking at your event, Tony, that, man, you know, that he's been through some stuff. And, and he's willing to talk to you about it and how, what helped him to get through it. And I think it's really important, again, healingpatriots.org, and uh, see if we can help these guys out with, with some money. Hey, Ed, uh, I know you're at the Sweats for Vets uh, function today. How is that going for you guys out there? Oh, I tell you, it's, it's been amazing. We, we got, you know, three of our boats that are set up out here. But they, want, they ended up having a little more than 500 people participate today, which is the largest crowd they've ever had for a Sweats for Vets event. Uh, as you know, we have Bill Michaels out here today. And just an amazing turnout. The weather held out. But, I mean, there are still people here. Uh, that are celebrating and getting a chance to talk to our team and enjoying lunch. And, I mean, this is this has been amazing. And so uh, we don't know the results yet of how the uh, the benefits uh, turned out, but I'm sure we'll know pretty soon. But this has been an amazing event uh, with a little over 500 people, so we're truly blessed for that. Ed, thank you so much for a couple of minutes of your time. Uh, one last time, HealingPatriots.org, if you want to help out Ed Garza and the people over there. Have a good weekend. Thanks. Hey, thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You got it. Hey, um, we didn't get a chance to talk a lot about uh, raising the stakes, fundraising, leadership development, the leadership side we have, but the fundraising side we haven't. So, you know, we'll get you back in there to talk about that. You guys are doing some pretty good stuff there. Yeah, we're we're always trying to stay on the cutting edge. And, and uh, someone who has been a former athlete and a coach and a parent, I know the stresses of fundraising is a, just like coaching nowadays is 24-7 around the clock. Fundraising is the same, so we've we've got some great new products, some new things. As Coach Davis, we've got our new Sendix card, which has really uh, been a great thing and, and helped raise a lot of money. And, and uh, we've got some new mini cookies. We've got some online fundraising opportunities. And, again, it's not just football. I know we're talking on football, the coaches show today, 
but any any organization that needs to raise money, uh, youth athletics, high school athletics, fine arts, um, churches, youth groups, all of it. We help everybody. Raisingthestakesinc.com. Raisingthestakesinc.com. Jake Davis, thank you. Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate any time I ever get to spend with you, and and uh, you hug that little boy when you get home. Will do. Are you sleeping okay? Oh yeah, he's he's been sleeping through the night. We're really lucky. He's a great kid. So I don't even sleep through the night. Yeah, I, I used to. I don't anymore. <laughs> I, you know how that whole cycle thing, that whole cycle thing goes. Uh, the next uh, leadership uh, uh, program. Actually, uh, thank you for mentioning that. June twenty first. Up in Green Bay, uh, coaches, you can look for your invitation soon. We are actually going to have uh, Dave Keel, and we're going to have the head coach of DePere, and Dave Scogan, the owner and founder of Festival Foods, will be our featured speaker that day. Uh, June 21st in Green Bay is our next event. That's beautiful, guys. Thank you, Tony. Well done today. I appreciate it, Mike. Yeah. Thank you. Swiddle might be out of a job. We'll I was, was going to ask you if I could you know, take the reins. Well, we'll find out. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll make that decision. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com.